What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans, they're also proud CSU alums and longtime DNVR members. They're a husband-wife team with over 15 years of financial service experience. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage to be your largest debt, they believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. More importantly, get set up with a free consultation and discuss all of your options. Guys, I'm telling you, if you're wondering if the rates are as good as you're hearing, you need to call them. These are some incredible rates. Mike and Virginia are there to make refinance, to make the entire process as simple as possible, but they know that it's not for everyone. They're going to run a quick analysis and honestly let you know whether refinancing might be the right option for you. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Oh my goodness, look at Martin Laird's ball. What a terrible break. This is one of the worst breaks that I have ever seen. I mean, he has flagged a three-wood from 257. That ball went six inches further. It would have been down there tight. And now look at this lie. I may not get this out of the bunker. He's got to be careful of that ball popping up, hitting him. And let's not forget, he just had knee surgery five months ago, left knee surgery. And you could hurt a wrist here real easy or a hand, too. Oh, what a shot. He made it. Oh, he made it. He sure did. <laughs> My goodness. That is incredible. That's three eagles in a row on the ninth hole for Led. <laughs> that was a unbelievable. shot. He sat there all day long and tried to recreate that one, and he, he not getting that result again. Yo, it is Monday, and we are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. Had a fun weekend for Colorado State fans. Next Level Rams were absolutely balling out. It was a fun, fun day of sports watching on Sunday. We are obviously going to be talking a lot of football because former CSU receivers were just out there putting on a show. Before we did that, though, I wanted to talk a little bit of golf because Colorado State alumnus Martin Laird took home the title in the Shriners Open this weekend. Big ups to Martin Laird. There was some drama late as there ended up being a playoff, but Laird was able to birdie the second playoff hole and earn the victory at the Shriners Hospitals for Children Open at the TPC Summerlin in Las Vegas. Second time that Laird has won this tournament in his career, also won that back in 2009. Laird had, he, or I should say, he shot a 3-under-68 in the final round. He was tied with Matthew Wolfe and Austin Cook at 23-under-261. The trio each made pars on the first playoff hole, which was number 18. And then Laird was able to capture the title by draining a 20-foot birdie putt on the second extra hole, which was, of course, hole number 17. With the win, Laird earns $1.26 million, a two-year exemption on the PGA Tour and berths in the 2021 Masters in April and PGA Championship in May, while moving into fourth on the FedEx Cup standings. 
It's now his 14th year on the tour. Laird has 41 top 10 finishes and 76 top 25 finishes in his career. Low-key, one of the most underappreciated former CSU athletes of all time. I mean, this is a dude that's earned just shy of $20 million in his career. He's made the cuts in two-thirds of the 303 tournaments that he's participated in. He's a guy who just consistently contends well. No, he's not Tiger or, you know, one of the superstars in golf, but he's just a really reliable, really consistent guy. And it was awesome to see him get that first win. You know how hard he's been working for it, coming back from knee surgery. Just a really, really cool moment in a really cool tournament. You know, Shriners for the Children's Hospital always love events that benefit the community. Cool, cool. We are going to talk football here in just a second. Like I said, it was an awesome weekend of a football viewing in general. I actually talked about it a little bit on Saturday night's podcast, just how fun it was on Saturday morning, all the awesome games, starting with Oklahoma, Texas, Alabama, Ole Miss was a shootout. There were just a lot of really fun games, a lot of great SEC games. I'm a big SEC fan, so I love taking in all of that. I know that's not necessarily the case for everybody out in the front range, but I just, I don't think there's anything better than an SEC football Saturday, except for maybe, except for a maybe a jam-packed NFL action day on Sunday. It was weird. The Broncos weren't playing. They were supposed to play. Then their game got moved to Monday at 3 p.m. Now it's postponed altogether. What a mess that whole ordeal is, and we'll probably have to talk about that. And, and what the implications could be for college football here in the next couple of weeks as we approach the Mountain West season. But ultimately, it was just a really fun day on Sunday. Next level Rams balling out all over the place. Higgins finally got in some action. Gallup, Preston Williams, everybody balling out. We're going to talk about all of that. But I did want to make sure that I shouted out Martin Laird because winning that PGA event is a big, big deal. And one more shout out also to John Martin, the SID for both CSU Men's Hoops and CSU Men's Golf at CSU, always providing killer information. Thank you, John. And they like to attack inside. Mayfield does just get to the end zone. Wide open is Higgins. Going deep for Gallup. turns out as the game-winning catch to set up a field goal that right foot was it in <laughs> it looked in he just runs fast down the field and does an incredible job contorting his body and keeping his feet in I mean two tremendous plays catches back to back by Michael Gallup executed well pre-snap issues have been the big problem with that Fitzpatrick's gonna take a deep shot for Preston Williams what a start Week five of football is in the books, and now is the time to review the tape and get ready for week six. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week six, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store because you do not want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is offering all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings has great odds boosts for every single game on Sunday to help you make it rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. 
Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. That promo code DNVR to get a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Cool, cool, cool. Shout out to DraftKings Sportsbook. Definitely love those guys. Also, shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. Remember, the farmhouse is opened. It's socially distanced. Beautiful setup. If you're more comfortable at home, you can still order curbside pickup. They've got great food from 12 to 8 p.m. Also, make sure that you check out the Drizzly app and the Breck Beer Locator, which will tell you the closest liquor store near you with delicious Breck brews. Shout out to Breckenridge. We love those guys. Word, word. Let's obviously jump right into it. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome fun day for CSU fans and it's it's been a tough stretch this whole year has been tough but Sunday was just fun and it was good to see the next level Rams all balling out starting Thursday night Shaq Barrett Tampa Bay Buccaneers kind of a quiet performance he had three combined tackles one solo you know relatively relatively quiet day at least for Shaq standards you know I mean after the last couple of weeks I think everybody is kind of just expecting him to, you know, build off of that and and continue to put up numbers. That said, I don't really have any worries about Shaq. The Bears were doing a good job of running the football. They were doing a job of getting the ball out of Nick Foles' hands and kind of alleviating that pass rush that Tampa Bay was bringing. Obviously, some injuries on the uh, Tampa Tampa Bay defensive line also impacted things as well. Hope uh, Vea is okay. He's been a beast all year. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if Shaq can get it rolling again next week, though. The Buccaneers have a huge game coming up against the Packers, who, in my opinion, you know, alongside the Kansas City Chiefs, have looked like the best team in football. I actually placed some money on the Packers to win it all. I'm thinking about doubling down. I'm so confident in their ability right now. What what makes that Packers team so special, though, aside from A-Rodge, who's just playing out of his mind, playing some of the best football of his career, is the absurd offensive line they have. And you know, everybody thinks about David Bakhtiari, and he's a terrific left tackle, but really that entire offensive line has just been the best in football. And so now you now you have a situation where Shaq Barrett coming off of a quiet game, really it's a must win probably for Tampa Bay, given that they blew this road game against the Bears. Maybe not a must win, but you don't want to drop back-to-back NFC games if you're Tampa Bay, especially given, you know, you don't really know how your division is going to play out yet. You don't know what the wild card standings are going to look like yet. So the Bucs are really going to need to get after A-Rodge, and obviously Shaq Barrett needs to be a big part of that if they're going to have any chance of escaping Lambeau with a win. My apologies, actually, it looks like that game is actually in Tampa Bay. Everything else I say still stands the same, though. Got to get after the quarterback, got to get in Aaron Rodgers' face. Then again, he's so good at escaping, it can kind of just screw you, especially if you don't have, you know, killer coverage down the field. Big game coming up for the Bucs, big game coming up for Shaq. We'll see how they respond. Always want, you know, always want Barrett to ball out, obviously, just given that it's a contract year for him. 
But this weekend, it was all about the wide receivers. And we're going to start with Preston Williams, who had the first 100-yard performance of his young career. Really, really seems to be coming into his own as that deep threat guy for Miami. It seems like Fitzpatrick has a ton of confidence in him. I mean, you just look at one of their first offensive series. Fitzpatrick just throws the ball up there and lets Williams go up and get it. That's not something that you would do with most undrafted free agent wide receivers in their second season, trust them that much, or potentially even have plays scripted to try and you know take advantage of it. We always knew that Preston was going to be so much better than an undrafted free agent. Quite honestly, I think he has first round talent if you take away all of the other question marks or you know potential character issues or whatever he had. You know, all of the reasons that he dropped, we all know all that stuff. We don't need to go over it again. The point is, is that he's making the most of his opportunity and he's really killing it. And I'm just really happy to see because it it would have been easy for him to kind of lean into that. Just be like, everybody's doubting me. Everybody thinks I'm this bad dude, whatever it is, what it is. I'll just lean into it. Instead, he's totally busted his ass. He's proven, you know, that he's an NFL wide receiver. He's proven that he's a guy that NFL teams can depend on on a week to week basis. The, The injury last season didn't help. And That probably slowed him down a little bit coming in. It's just so hard coming back from those ACL injuries at the wide receiver position when you have to cut. You got to be able to jump. You know, all of your your big play potential pretty much relies on being explosive. And it's just natural to be so hesitant, you know, coming off of an injury like that. I do think we're starting to see him look a little bit more comfortable. We're starting to see the Preston Williams that we all got used to in 2018 that literally could not be covered. Anyways, you know, Shout out to Preston Williams. Big day for him. Everybody definitely cheering for him, rooting for him to succeed. Keeping things moving, let's talk about the man, the myth, the legend, Richard Hollywood Higgins. Hollywood! Hollywood Higgins! Love Richard. I'm just so happy he finally got his opportunity. He, you know, he got beat out for the number three wide receiver role by a younger guy. Always, you know, that can always be dejecting. But much like Preston Williams, he's responded in the right way. Didn't sulk, didn't whine. He's been a supportive teammate. If you watch him on Twitter, he's always hyping up his fellow wide receivers, hyping up Baker Mayfield, the Browns fans. Just an awesome, awesome locker room dude. But on Sunday against the Colts, the Browns had some injuries, and it resulted in Richard finally getting a chance to play, get some offensive reps, and he made the most of his opportunity, man. Three targets, three grabs, 31 yards. Two of his catches went for first downs. The other went for a touchdown. This is a guy that when he is given an opportunity, he's a gamer. He'll go out and make plays. Is he, you know, as dangerously athletic as OBJ? Probably not. You know, is he as consistent throughout his career or as, you know, big of a deep threat target as Jarvis Landry? No, but he's got consistent hands. He's a great teammate. He has awesome rapport with Baker Mayfield, which we always seem to you know, we we always see that come into play in the rare instances that Higgins actually does get an opportunity to shine. Mayfield finds him and he gets him the ball. I've just been so frustrated over the years with the with the failure to get him involved in the offense. I understand he's he's not necessarily a guy that's gonna, you know, be the sexiest guy in practice. You know, he's not gonna be making these huge highlight plays all over the field. It's just really one of those dudes that you can depend on and you need people like that in the NFL which Cleveland saw, you know, is is Landry a beast? Yeah, he absolutely is. He has he has great skill. He's a deep threat target down the field. I love to get him involved because he's so quick. So, you know, you, you could hit him in slants and stuff and, and screens as well in the short action game. 
but he's also kind of inconsistent at times. You know, he he had two or three really, really bad drops that honestly almost cost Cleveland the game. A couple of drops that would have converted drives would have kept the chains moving. Instead, you give Indy and Phillip Rivers the ball back. You know, if I'm seeing that, I don't know, maybe, maybe if I'm the offensive staff in Cleveland, I'm thinking maybe we do need to get Higgins out there a little bit more. He's, he's not going to get the attention from the defense that the other guys are getting, and he's reliable when we give him that shot. I just hope he, I hope he gets the chance, because when, when he is out on the field, he produces, and that's really all it should come down to. But so much of the NFL is political. It's about, you know, did we draft you? Are we the coaching staff that found you? Did we bring you in? Are you one of our guys? If not, do we really want you? Do we believe, do we believe that you can, you know, adjust? It just, the whole thing gets wonky. And I think Higgins has really just been a victim of NFL politics throughout his career. And I just want him to get that opportunity to, to you know, make some plays, to get some stats, and potentially go somewhere after this year and, and get an opportunity to really play more. Regardless, though, big, big moment for him. Big win for the Browns. Browns are 4-1. and one. That's the most 2020 thing I've ever heard, though it does make sense how many you know top five picks have they had in the last 20 years. Yeah, the, the final wide receiver that we obviously have to talk about, the man of the hour, the man that stole the spotlight on Sunday night football, Michael freaking Gallup. He's he's just such a beast, guys. There's really no other way to put it. CSU fans knew exactly how good Michael Gallup was. Like, let's not even get it twisted. We're not shocked at all. But it's so funny to just watch everybody else, all these other people that talk trash about him in his you know, pre-draft process. Oh, you know, just a Mountain West guy. Oh, you know, not much. And now, you know, they're all trying to flip their tune and, and talk about how great he is and, and rep the Rams and all that. And we know who those people are. We don't got to add them. We don't got to tag them. It doesn't matter. Some of them are national. Some of them are local. They didn't believe in Gallup, but we did and we knew it. And he's just putting out right now. Absolutely killing it. Two catches. At, at, at the end of the game, both of them would have been worthy for Sports Center number one plays. I mean, that that catch that he had at the end of the game to set up field goal position, if OBJ makes that catch, we would literally never see the end of it. It would be every Sports Center highlight for weeks on end, they would be shoving that play down their, you know, down down all of our throats. It obviously got a lot of hype on Sunday night, but because it's Gallup, I'm sure people will will move on with their lives. But I'm telling you know. If OBJ or DeAndre Hopkins or you know one on the quote one of the quote unquote superstars made that play, we would have never saw the end of it. It would have constantly for the rest of the season. It would have been brought up in every highlight package. I don't know if they'll give Gallup the respect he deserves, but we are on this podcast because he's a man. He's a beast. He's Michael fucking Gallup. So yeah, that that seems like a good note to end it on. Shout out to Michael Gallup. He is the man. Shout out to everybody that continues to support this podcast. Shout out to my friends at the Ram Sanity Podcast, Aaron Harris and V. They recently had me on. Always fun to catch up with those dudes. We'll be back with all kinds of content throughout the week. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Peace. Skinny looking.
American kid with the cuff khakis wearing graphic tees, feeling way too trendy. Raps that kill. Oh, I'm deadly. Primed and ready like machetes at a deli in New Delhi. Feeling scummy like Martin Scarelli. Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice. But water's the truth, so I sip on that too. Skinny looking kid with no car keys. Like the only thing I drive is RCRV. He's got the stash like Steve Harvey. Oh, I'm gnarly.